What should my domain name be? How many images do I choose? Do I need a logo or just my business name set in a really cool font? What color palette should I use? Should I buy a template or should I get a custom site build? What's a good tagline do I include on my prices? What the heck about SEO? Ah! Does thinking about your photography website completely stress you out? If so, this episode is for you, my friend. I've jammed it full of the do's and don'ts of building a website for your boutique photography business. Get a pen and paper because you're going to want to write these things down and go scrub your website right now. So the real question is, how are portrait photographers like us able to run a profitable business and still put our families first? without selling digital files for cheap and working all the time. I'm Sarah Petty, your host of the Worth Every Penny Joycast, and I went from a stressed out, overworked mama with three babies to being named one of America's most profitable photographers without working my kids' lives away. Each week, I'll show you how to find and serve boutique portrait photography clients in a world where we compete with free thanks to everyone having a digital camera in their pocket. Take the first step to adding more joy and profit to your life by downloading your free photography business tools at joyofmarketing.com forward slash podcast. Oh my gosh, the website struggles. (laughs) We've all had them. I've had them. That tremendous fear, not even fear. What's the word? The the constant feeling like, oh my gosh, it's not updated enough. I've got to change it. Even over the years, once I update it, I feel like, okay, I should be starting on the next update. It's too hard to navigate. It's too expensive to make the changes. So I'm going to wait until I can get a a really expensive custom design. And the whole SEO conversation, right? I think for me, I know over the years, sometimes it's like, okay, if I just look away, I don't have to think about my website. I'll just, it's there, it's up, and I'm going to do other things. But the reality is in this day and age, it shouldn't be that hard to have a, a good dynamic website that's cost effective that represents your brand. So there aren't excuses anymore for just throwing something out there that doesn't represent who you are because it can do more damage than it can good. I want you to think about your website this way. It's like the front window of your cool store, right? If you were a retail store and you had products, this is where people walk by and they go, oh, that's an interesting store. Or people say, oh, you should go check out this new store. So you intentionally go there and you drive by the front window and look in to see if it's a good fit for you or do I like the products. Your website doesn't do everything for you. It's just a window. It's just sort of a front door display to your business. Whether by referral or search, they're coming to your site to see if they like your photography, to look at you and look at what you're doing, read your about page. What is it about you? The job of a website is not to do everything for you. I can't stress that enough. Okay, your website is a marketing tool. It has one job and its job is to make working with you enticing enough for a potential client to contact you. Your website is a marketing tool. Okay, I want to stress that. The job of marketing is to make the phone ring, right? Then when the phone rings or the lead comes in, you use your serving and selling skills to book the right fit clients. Your website can't do all of that for you. It's a marketing tool. 
at Joy of Marketing, we have systems I've created that outline what happens when that lead comes in, whether it's email or phone. But today it's about doing a better job at your website, right? Because that's the one thing your website needs to do is to make people say, oh, I like this photographer. I'm going to reach out. All right. So a lot of these things are quick fixes that you can do that could be turning away the right fit client. So I would say pause this, grab a pen and paper because I have 10 things that you're going to want to write down and you're going to want to go fix on your website. First, fewer, better images. I want you to show fewer, better images on your site. I know over the years I've had this thing of, oh, I need more, 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 more. No, we're boutique. People want to come, they're busy, they're impatient. They want to look at the images that give them goosebumps, make them laugh. If you do boudoir, make them feel like, oh my gosh, that woman's curvy like me and she looks gorgeous, right? Or that family looks happy. And we want them to be able to see a few of those images. They don't need 500 boudoir photos or pet photos or equine photos or family or kid or baby. If you do multiple niches and you photograph multiple niches, you want to have the very best of each niche. So if you're just starting out, that's good news. Go pick the very, very best ones. I also want you to know that you don't have to show things that you don't love to do just because you photographed them and just because they might be good. I get asked to do large family sessions now and then, and I love them. They're fine. I shouldn't say I love them. I do them. <laughs> and I put love into them, but they're not my passion. My passion is photographing three little kids under five. It's just so much fun for me. So I don't show those large posed groups anywhere. If people think you're great at one thing, they think you're great at everything. So be great at what it is that you love to do and you'll still get inquiries to photograph everything. I've been asked to photograph a horse out in the country at straight up noon. I've been asked to photograph weddings and automobiles and everything because people see the photos of little kids that I do. So take that pressure off yourself. If you're showing something that you look at and go, oh, I never want to get booked for that take it off. So number one is fewer, better images that you would be giddy if you could photograph all day long. Number two, look for branding disconnects. Your business name, your logo, and your domain name should be exactly the same. Okay, so my business name is Sarah Petty Photography. I have both Sarah Petty and sarahpettyphotography.com. They go to the same place. But it wouldn't be sarahpettypics.com or sarahpettyphotos.com, right? Because it's going to create a disconnect. If it is your name, I'm good with you using just your name without photography. But if people are looking for you, don't worry about it being long. They can type the whole word in. It's completely fine. But I see so many people having all of these different versions and their name is one thing, their logo says a different thing, and their domain is yet a different thing. It's sort of like... You go by Susie, Sally, and Sarah, right? They're three different names. You've got to pick one, go with the name, and stick with it. Number three, take your tagline, whether it's something like by Suzanne or creating amazing memories or any other extra information about your business off your logo. It is not part of your logo, 
Okay. So if your business name is shooting photos, right? <laughs> Don't put by Suzanne on there or your business name is shooting photos by Suzanne. You've got to pick what that name is. So your tagline is not part of your logo or your business name. That goes somewhere else on your website. If, if you are Suzanne and you want them to know you're Suzanne, talk more about Suzanne throughout. Number four, guys, put your phone number in your city and state on your website. So interesting because I will come across a student or someone who reaches out to me and I wanna go look at their work. So I'll Google them, can't find them. I'll go to their website and I'll look at what time zone they're in or what city they're in. I'm trying to get a feel for where they are in the country and none of that information is on there. I can't even Google an area code to find out what city or state they're in. Remember people, it's a big world out there. People refer you around the country, especially if you're in a destination location. And I understand if you don't have a studio, you work from home, you don't wanna put your address, but put your phone number and your city and state all over your website. Number five, have a local phone number. Okay, that seems pretty obvious, but I can't tell you how many times I come across photographers and I'll Google that phone number and I'll be in a conversation with them and I'll say, oh, you're in XYZ state. And they're like, oh no, I used to live there. Now I'm in a completely different state. And it's very confusing. If someone comes to your website, for example, for me, I have a 217 area code. If I were hiring a business person in my area code and I Google them and their area code is out of state, it tells me they're it's kind of a red flag, right? It tells me that they're either new to town and or they're new in business, which in my mind tells me, oh, they must not be good, which isn't true. But when you have a phone number out of state, it, it can signal that. Maybe they're transients. It tells me that they're not permanent here. They don't have roots here. They're probably leaving. I don't want to work with them because they're going to leave me and I'm going to have to find someone new. Show them that you have roots, especially if you don't have a studio. And dudes, <laughs> that's my serious voice when I say dudes. Dudes, I'm sorry that it's hard to change your phone number. Being in business isn't supposed to be easy, but it's a big branding disconnect if you don't have a local phone number. So go tell everyone in your phone that you're getting a new phone number and get a new phone number or get a second phone with a business phone number, but you've got to have a local phone number. Number six, have a call to action that's easy. I see so many people that only have this elaborate form that you must fill out. Why not let them email you, call you, text you? People love to text if they don't wanna pick up the phone. Remember, you want marketing to make your phone ring, to get a lead. I see so many of you, it's like you wanna put this pretty website up, but you're actually really scared that people will reach out to you because, oh my gosh, you might have to talk to them or you might have to, to tell them about how you work in your pricing. You guys, you've got to be able to do that. And if you don't know how to do that, we can teach you. I have classes to teach you, but hiding from people on your website is not going to help anybody. Number seven, please. <laughs> this is kind of my pet peeve. I get on my soapbox. Please don't put on your website that your email is at a Gmail address or an iCloud or a some free Gmail server, whatever it is, website address.com. Please it's free and cheap and easy. That makes you seem so unprofessional. Get your Gmail at your domain name, at sarahpetty.com, at 
shootingmamas.com. Whatever your website is, get your email at that address. Call your website provider and they can walk you through it. It's just a big time red flag that you're a shoot and burn amateur or very scared of photographer. And guys, half of this battle is looking confident, right? It's building a strong foundation so you can go build your business. And often people, even if they're a referral, they go to your website first. You want to have it polished. Number eight, get your prices off your website. If you are boutique, you don't want your prices on the website, right? Because you're not competing on price. If you're McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, and and your customers are coming for the cheapest burgers, they might get online and see who has the cheapest burgers today. They are price sensitive. They will flock to the cheaper places. When I was a marketing director at the ad agency, we worked with a price-driven pizza chain. They were amazing pizza, but we knew that that was a very elastic market. So if they dropped their price, their sales would go up, right? If they raised their prices, their sales would go down. Price-driven businesses that target a price-driven consumer work that way. It's not that way with boutique. They're picking us for a completely different reason. Are people who buy products that have more value, are they shopping for the cheapest? Do people that buy Apple computers, like it never goes on sale, so buy it when you want it. Or if you're looking for a Mercedes or a fancy car, or you want to go to the day spa, you're going to pay a premium amount and you're not shopping for the cheapest massage therapist in town. You're going to the one that your friend recommended because you want a really good massage. Does that make sense? Get your prices off your website. And I know you're saying, but Sarah, shouldn't I give them a starting point? Don't they know we want them to know, you know, what they're getting into? You explain that on the phone because they don't know what you do. They're not aware of what you do. So they're going to disqualify you based on price alone. And there are a lot of great potential clients, right fit clients who are going to eliminate you simply because of your prices when they would love to come to you and that's really what they want. So they need to talk to you. You want that chance to talk with them and tell them what you do. I teach something called the seven B's of exactly how to do that. If you're looking for help, join one of my classes. We will role play you to death until you're so, so comfortable on that first phone call. We don't want them judging you on price alone because you're so much more than that. You're losing a lot of great people by having price on your website. And when students get into my classes, it's funny because they always say, I'm looking at my competitors to kind of see what they're doing. How do I know if they're shoot and burn or boutique? And I'll say, I'll say, hey, throw me their website and I'll look at it. And I'm like, look, there are all of their prices and look how cheap they are. They're shoot and burn. And then you can spot a boutique photographer all over the place because they're actually doing the work to serve their clients at a higher level. Number nine, stop relying on search. There's a saying (laughs) that the search customers are the worst customers. Now, we get people who search for us and I'll talk to them and many of them are wrong fit clients. They're searching, they're emailing us late at night. Hey, what are your prices? And they're emailing everyone in town. They're going to pick the cheapest person and they're going to move on. I still get them on the phone and talk to them. And sometimes I can convert them to boutique, but often they're not. So if you're only relying on search and this is the only type of inquiry you're getting, you're going to start building up head trash going, Oh my gosh, everybody only wants digital files. I'm not good enough. I have to 
give digital files. I have to be cheap. That's what everyone wants. No, that's what search customers want. Those are your price sensitive buyers. Those are the people who flock to the pizza place when they lower their price by a dollar. Those are not our ideal right fit clients. You've got to learn how to market properly, right? Which is what we teach, right? That's not, not a one-liner in a podcast. That's looking at long-term. How do we plant seeds that keep growing, growing, growing? If you're going to be boutique, it's not a get-rich-quick scheme. It's not this overnight, bam, there's a magic answer, right? But I'll tell you, the magic answer is not search. And number 10, and hopefully this really makes you feel better and takes some pressure off you, I don't want you to pay a fortune for an expensive custom website. Okay. Sarahpetty.com, my website, and I have sarahpettyseniors.com. They're a template and I'm very happy with them. We customize it with our images. So 10 of you could have the same template and you wouldn't even know it. You can customize these templates, but they're created to be simple, to load quickly. They even have options to help you with SEO if you want that. This is where people can see your work, but they're not booking from you. They're not ordering online either. Take that functionality off. This is the front door where they can drive by your website window and see if you're a good fit. Remember, it's marketing and marketing's job is to make the phone ring. You have to talk to people. You have to tell them what makes you different and you have to explain the boutique business model and why they should be interested in that, right? That is what persuasion does. But I get it. You're going to have head trash. You're saying, but Sarah, this is hard. I'm overwhelmed. There are so many places in my business of things I should be doing and, and things that need my attention. Or maybe you have that imposter syndrome. I had that where you're embarrassed or ashamed of your photography because I went to business school. I didn't go to photography school and I felt so insecure to actually put this up where I'd be judged by the world. And so it's scary to put yourself out there on a website. But look, I want you to punch that inner bully and tell yourself, hey, look, I'm starting somewhere. I'm going to learn the skills that it takes to attract the right clients and thrill them. And hiding doesn't help your life hiding from anything that's scary. It's a safe, but very, very boring life. <laughs> I feel like. So here's what winning looks like. Schedule two hours in the next two weeks, three weeks to scrub through your website. And if you're listening to this live, as you should be the day it came out, we are nearing the holiday season. January is the time that all of my students are fixing these things. It's the perfect time. If it's some other time in the year, Schedule the time on your calendar. The transcripts of each episode are at joyofmarketing.com forward slash podcast. And then you can look up the episode so that you can print this out. If you want to print out the transcripts and highlight the things that you want to do and cross out the things that you don't want to do. Because you maybe were listening on the fly and you're thinking, oh, I want to go back and do it. Print those transcripts out. Put them on your desk, clear your desk off, put a post-it note or write on the top, two o'clock Thursday, I'm going to dedicate to fixing my website and go do it. The thing that's cool about the custom templates as well is that we wanted a template that Andrea, who runs my studio, she's a creative, she's not an HTML coder, nor does she want to be, but we wanted a website that she could update. We didn't want to have to call a company who we'd have to say, hey, we want to swap out an image or whatever. So we went with a company 
that allows us to do that all ourselves. I think she built our entire website in half a day and she has access. She can swap things in and out. She can add videos and that's what you need to be able to happen. When I first started my business and websites were brand new, there was a company that literally sold templates and on their website, it said, do not email us. We will not get back to you. Do not call us. And it caused a lot of problem in the industry, a lot of problems <laughs> with multiple people because websites were new. Nobody knew what to do or how to do it. And it was pretty crazy. And so we use a company called PhotoBiz. There are a lot of good ones out there, but what I love about them specifically is they have what they call a passionate support team. The second you join with them or get a site or whatever, they're calling you saying, let's get it set up. Let's get it set up. Let's get it set up. And I don't talk about a lot of resources on here, but um, I, I try to throw out simple, easy to use resources that will really help you. And I'm a big fan of theirs. That's what my website is. And so find a company that you feel great about that has great customer support so that they will help you get it done. I have so many students that work together to help each other. Uh, sometimes more brains than one working on your website. People who are in your back pocket, right? Your community, not just strangers who want to give you their input, but other boutique photographers. And if you haven't learned about front pocket, back pocket, go to episode seven, where you can learn about front pocket and back pocket and how important the back pocket is. But you can help each other and help keep each other accountable. So once or twice a year, you can do a quick little scrub through of that. Look, I don't want the guilt, shame, and overwhelm that you've probably been feeling to have your website take any more of your negative energy. It's so important that you have a clean, easy to navigate website that doesn't become a huge branding disconnect. Go and fix those things right now so you can put your energy into learning how to build a business that can make you money and give you your life back. Hey photographer, you may be wondering why I'm doing this podcast. Well, I have one goal, to change the landscape of our industry from one that has been so devalued that photographers feel like they have to be cheap to get clients, to one where we can feel great about what we do and make a living doing it. If you wanna be part of this movement and help lift our industry, here's how you can help. Go over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this and leave a rating and a review. This is how we'll get the word out that photographers like you are worth every penny.